I was recently at a pharmacy when I saw a kid wearing a sweatshirt of my former high school. Out of boredom, I decided to strike up a conversation. This kid seemed so similar to myself, almost as if there was no age gap. But then I started to realize how much of a dinosaur I was when I began considering the difference in social media usage between me in high school and him now. When I was in high school, everyone was on Facebook all day. No high schooler is on Facebook anymore. When I was in high school, TikTok was merely a Kesha song. But I considered a recent study that blew my mind, saying that Snapchat is Gen Z's favorite app. How is this possible? Snapchat was the cool new app when I was in high school. So I asked the kid, however bizarre of a question it may have been, which social media platforms he uses. He said what I expected. You know, Instagram, TikTok is pretty funny now. And I asked, how about Snapchat? To which he said, well, yeah, of course. Like it was obvious and went without saying. He responded as if I asked, do you use texting? So how has Snapchat managed such persistent popularity with this age demographic? One that has the attention span of a gnat. Today, we'll be discussing Snapchat's dominance with Gen Z. This is Tube Circuit. I'm Dylan Harari. Over the past few weeks, there have been a wave of articles that have informed the public of the reality that Snapchat is still overwhelmingly popular with the key teenage demographic. For one, there was a study that found that 34% of teens list Snapchat as their favorite social media app with TikTok as number two with 29% and Instagram at number three with 25%. Now, anybody in this industry knows that conversations with key demographics in using the apps themselves are the best ways to get insights into why certain platforms thrive. But I think most were so used to seeing the conversation circulate around TikTok that it was assumed to be the most popular app for Gen Z. That's not the case. Also, what's so interesting about this study is that there's a disconnect between teens' favorite app, Snapchat, and their most used app, Instagram. Instagram is at 84% teen use engagement, while Snapchat is at 80%. So Instagram is engaged with more, though it's still number three on the rankings of favorite apps. Snapchat is the favorite, even if it's engaged with less. So that was the first article that opened many people's eyes to Snapchat's sustained popularity with teenagers. But then following this report came Snapchat's Q3 numbers. And oh boy, this compounded the realization that many in this industry aren't paying enough attention to Snap. Snapchat added 11 million daily active users, up 19% year over year. 
This brings their total daily active users up to 249 million. For perspective, this is more daily active users than Twitter and Twitch combined. This daily active user increase for Snap came largely from India, as the company decided to upgrade their Android offerings around the start of the pandemic. But even for those who were already using Snapchat, the engagement on the platform has skyrocketed. Since the pandemic, Snapchat has seen a 46% increase in time spent on the app by users. Snapchat now reaches 90% of the Gen Z population. For the US, Snapchat and TikTok are in about the same position with 100 million daily active users. But again, I have to re-emphasize the insanity that even with a practically identical US user base, Snapchat is the favorite app for Gen Z, even more than TikTok. If you only get your information from reading articles, you probably never would have guessed this. Snapchat is the red-headed stepchild of the suits in this industry. It is not given proper attention. So why are Snapchat's numbers a surprise to many? Well, I think there are a few key factors here. One, as I've now said many times, the TikTok news cycle has been a must-watch reality show. Between the top Gen Z influencers who are birthed from the platform and the uncertainty around the app staying in the US, there's a lot to talk about with TikTok. It's new and exciting, undeniably. But another huge factor to the disconnect around Snap's popularity stems from the PTSD from the 2017-2018 cycle of a stock that was tanking. To rehash the memories of a social media app that many thought was on death's door, here's an article headline that encapsulates the grim outlook many had. Quote, if you thought 2017 was bad, 2018 looks uglier for Snap Inc. In the article, they discuss how Instagram taking stories means that there's nothing to Snap's user base that you can't get elsewhere. But we now know that things have changed. User engagement is way up. It's back from the dead. Because there's an important distinction that needs to be made with Snapchat. It isn't a social media app as much as it is a communication app. There's not a competition for likes and shares with Snapchat content. What Snapchat provides is easy and fun communication between friends. It's almost like an accompaniment to texting. And it's in Snapchat's understanding of free and fun communication that's made them so successful in their endeavor to become the favorite of Gen Z. Every new offering provided by Snapchat is clearly implemented through an analysis of what Gen Z wants. They were able to identify the opportunity to position themselves as the go-to app for fun and creative communication. Well, of course, there is communicating across other social media, whether that's Instagram DMs or TikTok duets. Snapchat can provide a creative and personalized line of communication for friends. And 
This is most evident with their augmented reality offerings, something they made an early bet on that has now greatly enhanced communication and made Snap the go-to for chatting with friends. I remember vividly where I was with my friends when I opened up Snapchat to see that they implemented face filters. This was, at the time, the extent to Snap's AR function. Using the front-facing camera to scan and identify the user's face, you were able to change your appearance with an array of different effects. But what started as AR face filters quickly evolved to the technology being used to bring Snapchatters dancing hot dogs in their living rooms, scanning items to see their Amazon price, scanning dogs to identify their breeds or plants to identify their species, or even scanning math problems and being provided these step-by-step -step solutions. Developers have now created over 1 million AR lenses on Snapchat. The platform's AR features are used every single day by 170 million people, which is three quarters of their user base. It's easy to understand the success. Communicating through social media is made far more exciting when you're able to augment the world in front of you. And it's in leveraging augmented reality that Snapchat has been able to keep the communication on the platform so exciting and never stale. For example, I'm sure you were aware of the anime lens that Snapchat recently launched. Upon scanning your face, it would project your face as anime drawn. Well, in its first week, this lens was used over 3 billion times. It was so popular, in fact, that it went viral on TikTok as well, with people uploading their saved Snapchats with the anime lens to the TikTok platform. This is one of many ways in which Snapchat has kept things fresh for Gen Z. The average number of snaps created each day is up 25% year over year. This increased engagement can largely be attributed to the platform's augmented reality offerings. People are quick to point to Snapchat as the pioneer of the Stories feature, which Instagram notoriously stole. While Snapchat is given credit for this, I don't often see them lauded for being early adopters of augmented reality. In 2015, they acquired a Ukrainian startup that specialized in augmented reality selfies. We all remember how huge it was when this was brought to the Snapchat platform. It fundamentally changed communication across social media. It made the exchange of messages across Snapchat so much more exciting, as was their strategy People chose the platform with impressive communication offerings in order to exchange messages with friends. And you probably remember as well, every other social media app followed by trying to provide similarly exciting augmented reality features. After Snapchat's early bet on AR, Instagram, Facebook, the usual names followed suit. Now, even TikTok is providing users with AR capabilities. 
But clearly, whatever degree of focus that other platforms have on AR pales in comparison to the focus of Snapchat. Between their lenses of anime, baby filter, old person, they are constantly keeping the AR capabilities fresh. And they understand that influencers will be birthed from this technology. For 2020, they've spent $750,000 to support augmented reality influencers on their platform. Their early bet on augmented reality paid out huge dividends. How did they know to make such a smart investment? Again, they knew their target, teenagers. They knew that their bread and butter was in the engaging communication of sending a Snapchat to a friend. They knew that providing more to this experience would further cement their status as the go-to communication app for teenagers. And what I love is that they're not slowing down. They realize that their strong suit is in always providing the best that augmented reality can provide. Because augmented reality content is fun to share with your community. To further speak to their forward-thinking mentality, the iPhone 12 is going to have a uniquely powerful light detection and ranging scanner on their camera. As that announcement came, Snapchat quickly confirmed that it will be among the first to put the new technology to use in its iOS app for their AR capabilities. But as I've hinted earlier, Snapchat's success with Gen Z comes from offerings that are greater than just augmented reality. On all fronts, Snapchat is a case study in providing what Gen Z wants. And this can be seen quite clearly in the success of their Discover content. Discover content are shows and videos that are produced for Snapchat's vertical viewing, offered to users of the app. Content ranges from Saturday Night Live weekend update being reformatted vertically to shows on pop culture, gossip, politics, and more. The Discover tab on Snapchat is something that the platform has been trying to naturally integrate for years. Many remember when it was on its own tab that was almost never touched. But now, Discover content is right under the Stories feature. And through years of fine-tuning, they figured out how to give Snapchatters quick and enjoyable content that they want. It's not TikTok user-generated dances, and it's not YouTube long-form videos. These two platforms are favorites of Gen Z, but their content offerings are different from that of Snapchat's. But to the numbers that are quite mind-boggling, remember how I said earlier that Snapchat reaches 90% of Gen Z, which is insane? Well, Snapchat original shows, for which there are around 100, reach 75% of the Gen Z population. Will Smith's quarantine-themed Snapchat original show Will From Home was met with 35 million viewers. The YouTube beauty vlogger Snapchat original docu-series Nikita Unfiltered was met with 22 million viewers. 
these numbers on YouTube are practically unheard of. So it should say something when 60 Snapchat Discover shows reached monthly audiences of at least 10 million viewers in the first quarter of 2020. This, again, speaks to such a deep understanding of the Gen Z demographic. This isn't TikTok content, and it's not YouTube content. It's short-form but well-produced content. It's like if Quibi was done right. They knew that engagement on their platform would only increase if in between sending augmented reality snaps to your friends, you can swipe to the left and be met with well-produced shows that you can easily skim through. This is why total daily time Snapchatters spent watching shows has increased by over 50% year over year. Discover content is more than just Snapchat originally produced shows. Remember, SNL is available to watch on Snapchat Discover. So how is legacy television resonating with the Snapchat Gen Z audience? Well, for the NFL, we have the numbers. Since they started producing three shows a week for Snapchat Discover, viewership of NFL content has increased 80% during the 2019 to 2020 season, and 90% of viewers were under the age of 35. So after years of fine-tuning, Snapchat has found the methods by which Discover content can be palatable to Gen Z. So effective that legacy media will be met with massive Gen Z reach when content is reformatted for Snapchat. In a similar vein to the success of Discover content, Snapchat has learned how to allow a healthy and prosperous relationship between users and brands. Snap's revenue increased 52% year over year to $679 million for Q3 of 2020. They exceeded analysts' projections by over $100 million. Snap is currently ranked number two out of 58 stocks in the internet industry. Their average revenue per user is soaring across the US and in Europe. Snapchat monetizes through advertising. And yes, like every other social media application recently, they've launched unique reach tools to target specific groups across the platform. But beyond the targeting capabilities, which are impressive, they've understood what it takes to introduce branded messages to Gen Z in a palatable way. First, there are the ads in Discover content, which I would describe as simply non-abrasive. Sure, they interrupt the program you're watching, but they're roughly five seconds long. It's not a YouTube pre-roll or mid-roll that goes 15 seconds. These advertisements are quick, but effective. It's not too much of a hindrance on the viewing experience. And it's forcing advertisers to learn how to convey their message in an amount of time that is suitable for Gen Z's attention span. And aside from advertisements on Discover content, 
Snap is also getting significant revenue because of the lenses that are funded by brands. As you're going to Snapchat your friend by using different augmented reality lenses, you'll be met with lenses that are created by brands. Whether it's a Tostitos, Disney, or Louis Vuitton lens, Snapchat's foothold as the go-to hub for communication that's supported by augmented reality makes them uniquely compelling to advertisers. Brands are forced into creativity in delivering their message to Snapchat's audience. But what does it say that the NFL has extended their Snapchat offerings beyond original content and also provide unique augmented reality lenses to users? Well, it means what the earlier mentioned data already proves. Snapchat's cemented position as the favorite platform for Gen Z means a uniquely valuable reach with a key demographic. If you want to target Gen Z, go through Snapchat, but do it in a way that fits the platform. So this should give you a clear overview of how Snapchat has become number one for Gen Z and greatly increased their revenue. But how they've reached this status in November 8th, 2020 is only a fraction of the reason that I'm so excited and intrigued by this company. What we know about Snapchat's plans for the future should have everyone projecting big wins. While we're still on the note of brands being able to organically integrate themselves into Snapchat, the company is currently testing brand profiles that will be complete with e-commerce, AR lenses, and more. Companies will be able to make their own personalized profiles on Snapchat. This will go beyond a brand having an Instagram account. Snap will allow for lenses, exclusive content, and more to be delivered through the brand's personal Snap profile. But now that we're addressing the future, let's talk about something important. Bringing brands in doesn't mean anything if Snapchat starts to slip with Gen Z. Snapchat currently has a tenacious grip on this demographic that they cannot afford to lose. So they're obviously trying to eat into the success of another app popular with the kids, TikTok. If a teenager goes to Snapchat to have a one-on-one -on -one or small group communication with friends, TikTok is for the opposite. TikTok dances in music is with virality in mind. But remember how we earlier discussed that people were using the Snapchat anime lens in order to re-upload content onto TikTok? Well, in a similar vein, teens will download their TikTok dances and repost them to their Snapchat story. But Snapchat is about solutions. They very recently implemented a music feature across the platform that allows for Snapchatters to play music from Warner Music Group, Universal Music Publishing Group, all of the big names, on their Snapchats. This means that for those who want to do their creative dances to songs but aren't looking to quote-unquote go viral, they can now do this through Snapchat. 
The other area of brilliant expansion for Snapchat is in their new offerings of minis. Frankly, this concept justifies a podcast episode in of itself, but I'll try to give an idea of what minis are and why they're so important. Minis are apps within an app. Largely popularized by WeChat, which is owned by Tencent, which also owns a 12% stake in Snap. For WeChat users, minis exist within the app and allow users to buy food, pay their bills, complete tasks, and more. Snapchat is working to bring this into their platform. Currently, the minis that they have enabled as a part of this early launch have been apps to coordinate schedules for the next Coachella, a version of Headspace that provides instructed meditations, an AR math helper, and a flashcard deck for studying. Well, the Coachella Schedule Mini is questionably relevant, all things considered, the Meditation Mini and the Flashcard Mini again speak to such a deep understanding that Snap has of Gen Z, providing them solutions to everything from studying to general anxiety, all within the app that they're using to communicate with friends. Because Snapchat's user base has not only increased, but the engagement from those users has skyrocketed as well. It's moves like this that will have their Gen Z user base spending an increased amount of time within the app. While 2021 will be the year for Snapchat minis, many of which will be e-commerce related, the efforts they've already put forward with Snapchat minis further establishes them as the social media platform that understands Gen Z. Now, I will be the first to admit that this podcast has pretty much been a 20-minute rant about how great Snapchat is. Just endless adulation, stroking the egos of the company with every word that's uttered out of my mouth. I can fully own that. But some of the other features they're testing, I am frankly not as optimistic about. Rather, I worry that it could undermine exactly what made Snapchat a safe haven for Gen Z. So the company has announced that they will be launching public profiles, something that has historically only existed for celebrities on the platform. If you don't know, your average Snapchatter doesn't have any semblance of a profile. When you go to someone's name, all that would appear is your personal communication with that person if it's been saved. But now, Snapchat says that they'll be providing profiles for all users where they can post their story in video highlights for all to see. As a part of this, and this is what gives me pause, they will allow users to display their follower count. While I think there's a lot of value in being able to have a backlog of your favorite snaps to show friends, public follower counts could create the exact type of competition that Snapchat has acted as a refuge from. This is why the other feature they're experimenting with that has me worried is a For You page that will rival that of TikToks. They will rename the page Snapchat Spotlight, and it will feature discover shows, public stories, 
and it will feature user-generated content as well as Snapchat-produced content. So in terms of their 2021 initiatives that are meant to further entrench their hold with Gen Z, I think that minis are quite brilliant. They worked in WeChat and they're going to work in Snapchat. But public profiles, follower counts, and a For You page aimed at virality has me worried that they're undermining everything that's loved about Snapchat. Snapchat isn't a social media app as much as it is a communication app. And it's been that understanding and self-awareness by the company that has allowed them to invest in offerings for Gen Z that make this demographic increasingly fond of the platform. Think about why stories worked so well. That Instagram infamously poached the concept. Stories allowed for better, non-competitive sharing. You weren't refreshing your feed to see how many likes your story got, as that functionality didn't exist. It was personal, and what it really provided was better communication. Regardless, the point of this podcast is to highlight that however infrequently you've heard Snapchat in the news, it has dominated with Gen Z. The truth is that TikTok, between the US political posturing and celebrities birthed from the platform, has been a spectacle in itself. That would justifiably bring many to the conclusion that it is far and wide the most popular with Gen Z. While its popularity is undeniable, Snapchat has remained a fixture of the digital habits for this age group. But it probably doesn't feel like too long ago that Instagram poached the stories concept from Snapchat, and many thought that the app's 15 minutes of fame were in their last 30 seconds. But Snapchat understood that stories clicked because of the desire for fun and engaging communication, and they ran with that philosophy to great success with their augmented reality offerings. From there, they knew that they had something very valuable in a platform that was a favorite for Gen Z. So they brought Gen Z what they love in well-produced content over Discover. And now, with music capabilities and in-app minis, Snapchat is going to continue to soar, all because of a true understanding of their demographic, Gen Z. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tube Circuit, Exploring Digital Media. 